the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author multiple times and co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour on the Ramsey Networks podcast with George Camel. She's my co-host today and my daughter. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Heather starts this hour in Tampa, Florida. Hi, Heather. How are you? Well, I'm better than I deserve. Good for you. I love it. How can we help? (laughs) Yes. um, So I'm just trying to come up with a good investment plan. Um, Both my husband and I, we've been married now 20 years this month. And um, I'm always just trying to look for better opportunities to try to keep, um, you know, uh, investment up. And while we still kind of work, you know, job to job, we kind of work paycheck to paycheck. And so um, I have uh, Apple stock that I invested in many years ago, and I have uh, good wealth since we've been in Apple stock. We've tripled since we started. And um, we also have two Roth IRAs, each just only 6000 for him, 8000 for me. And um, we got about $20,000 in savings. And so I was trying to figure out, I also do have just um, a house that we just bought. Um, and so we're paying on that and two cars is what we have. Uh, no other debt, just those things. And so I was trying to figure out in my mind what I could do with my savings instead of making it so unproductive, just sitting in the account. You know, I have only $20,000 in savings, but would it be best to pay off a car? Would it be best um, to uh, cash out the Apple stock? Because, you know, of concerns, they always say, around election time, specifically with the crash, they always talk about that happening. So I'm just trying to get a better idea because I spoke with my financial advisor and he suggested maybe money market funds. And I'm not very wise as far as financially. Okay. Um money market funds for the 20,000? Yeah, he wasn't saying the full 20,000. He was like you could start out putting 10,000 in money market funds, which like I said I'm not very familiar with it. Yeah. Well, money mm-hmm. market fund is a fancy savings account. It doesn't pay much. Mhm. Pays more than a bad savings account at a bank. It's basically a high yield savings account, is what it is. So, um, mm-hmm. but still not paying big money. Now, here's the thing. What we teach Heather is that your most powerful wealth-building tool is your income. Okay? Your income right now is going to two car payments. If you had those car payments going into investments every month, you would be building wealth pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. So our first goal is going to be to clear those car payments. What do you owe on your cars? So um, it's about uh, $16,000 and $18,000. Wow. Okay. And you've only got twenty. What's your household income? Right. Um, my household income's about a little over a hundred thousand. Good. Okay. A year. All right. Mm-hmm. So if I woke up in your shoes, we teach a process to get you to wealth by getting you out of debt called the baby steps. Baby step one is a thousand dollars in the bank. Now, how much do you have in Apple stock? What is it valued at today if you cash it in? 
21000 Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. This is going to jar your system. Can you hold on to your chair for a second? Because I'm getting ready to knock you out of the chair. Okay. Here we go. You ready, you ready for the ride? Ready, set, go. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> oh, my. Just be, right. be kind. Now, I'm going to be kind, <laughs> but it's going to scare the crap out of you. Are you ready? I'm cashing yes. in the Apple stock and the 20000 and paying off my cars today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you breathe? Uh, well, of course. I mean, now that would be stupid if you don't do the next thing. <laughs> and the next thing is the first thing you got to do now is rebuild your emergency fund, which is what that 20,000 is. It's not supposed to make any money. It's supposed to sit there and keep life off of your head because life's going to come and land on your head and you won't need a helmet. And that's what the 20,000 bucks is. It's the umbrella in the rain because some days it rains. So you need a rainy day fund. That's your 20000 It's not supposed to be making you a bunch of money. But right now we're paying off a car with it, so it doesn't matter. So the cars are gone. Any money that we don't have in a retirement account. Thank you. And you'll have 7000 left after that. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you'll still I'm gonna start, start your, your emergency start fund. Start your emergency that, fund. Which is great. I do want to set that over in a money market or a high yield, and I want you to get about 20000 back in there. That's your three to six months of expenses. That's baby step three. Now you don't have any payments and you've got that. So now we've got to start investing, which is 15% of your income. That'd be $15,000 a year, 1100 bucks a month going in your company 401ks with a match in good mutual funds or sit down with your broker or get a new one and sit down and get your uh, your Roth IRAs going into good mutual funds. And Which will be easy, Heather, because there's no car payment. To to your point earlier, Yep. And then you freed up so much income. Do you know what I mean? Month to month, Heather. And so those Roth IRAs that have six in one and eight in the other, you're going to start seeing lots of traction in that. And it's Yeah, you start a adding $1,000, $1,500 a month to your retirement plan that's fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars a year making a hundred grand then um and, and if you got a match at work and these mutual funds go up this year it would have made a little over ten percent this year year to date if you put it in january one to right now you would have made ten percent on good mutual funds and whoever's talking to you about a stock market crash quit listening to those fools okay stock market's not going to crash it goes up and it goes down goes up and it goes down. In election always, time, it is always crazy. There, there's yeah. always been stupid people in Washington of both brands. And there's still stupid people in Washington of both brands. Some Right now, some of them are more stupid than normal, but they're stupid people in Washington, okay? So that's never, that's not a new, that's not new information. No, but to her point, election time, people do, like things do kind of stall out. People hold, they watch, know, they see. But you know, the so stock you may, market doesn't crash on election no, it year. Doesn't, no, it doesn't crash, but you're going to see a little bit of that volatility, and that's normal. You can go back to basically every election year, every four years, and you see the same thing. So it doesn't mean it's going to crash. But it yeah, goes up, it goes down. And you're in the right. You're in the right of it all. Yeah. So you just you ride just it ride, out. Ride, you're just dumping 1100 yeah. bucks, 1200 bucks a month. 1400 bucks a month every single month and automatically out of your check into your 401k with a match or into Roth IRAs and, and Heather and I think Heather you're you're a prime example that so many people experience with their money honestly you're trying to do like five different things you got a single yep. stock here you're trying to do some retirement you got car payments you have a little bit of money here savings and it's like uh, you feel so scattered versus clearing it all out and saying boom 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 and then you can now tomorrow or after the emergency funds fully funded after that seven thousand 
you can fully focus on retirement. You have one thing to do at a time. And that's what gives you power and less of this like bizarre feeling that you probably feel with your money. Yeah. If you pay off the cars and have 7,000 left over today, by by the end of the year, you'll have your 20,000. And in January, you'll start saving 15% from this point forward of your income going into retirement. You'll retire wealthy if you'll do those things. But you got to be on a budget to do it. You got to be in agreement with your husband and no more borrowing on stupid cars. Stop it. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Well, a lot of happening things around the Ramsey organization these days. The Ramsey Cash Christmas Cash Giveaway has started You can win one of our $500 weekly prizes between now and Christmas every single week and or the grand prize of $5,000 given away the week of Christmas. All you got to do is enter, and you can enter up to once a day, every day, at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. You can also check out the uh, great gift ideas at the uh, Ramsey store at RamseySolutions.com. We've got a $12 sale is going, and that's all the uh, number one best-selling books that we have had out over the past years, like The Total Money Makeover, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, Baby Steps Millionaires, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, Rachel's number one, uh, last number one anyway. And uh, all, you know, the book we did that was a number one together, Smart Kids, Smart Money, Smart Kids, that was her first number one. Uh, and, man, th- those books, all of those books, every book I've done is in there, $12. The Questions for Humans cards with Dr. John Deloney, the Christmas edition is back. Those are $10. All kinds of fun gifts and lots of new things there on the website. Dr. John Deloney's uh, brand new number one bestseller, Building a Non-Anxious Life, is on there. Uh, You can get George's new book, Pre-Sale, Breaking Free from Broke, and uh, launching next Tuesday, Rachel's brand new children's book, I'm Glad for What I Have. Great Christmas gift, Mm -hmm, especially for the uh, the five-year-old, what is it, six years old and down, probably? Yeah, and honestly, the message is great for parents, for the adults, too. You adults get this and read it over and over to yourself. And get some contentment. I I need the message, so I wrote it. I was like, it's all good for us to remember. It's all good. I'm glad for what I have. The brand new children's book by Rachel Cruz comes out Tuesday. So it's in the store for Christmas as well. It's all there and free money. You just can't beat it. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway to register for the free money. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services with 19 
18 service brands nationwide. And today's question. Neighborly's, I'm sorry, Neighborly's network of local providers has trusted service professionals to handle multiple different services in and around your home. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find and schedule a service today. And today's question comes from Warren in Washington, D.C. I have a large amount of debt. Wouldn't it be better to file for bankruptcy to have a fresh start and then build wealth instead of taking years to pay off debt and then start to build wealth? When is bankruptcy a good option? Uh, we would say in the very, very, very rare case is bankruptcy an option because uh, most of the time it is a you problem and bankruptcy doesn't solve a you problem. It may wipe debts away, not your student loans, and then it's on your record for a while. Uh, but the problem is usually when it comes to money, it's us. It's the person handling it. And so while in one sense it could sound like an easy um, exchange, I'll take bankruptcy for the no debts it doesn't change the pattern of what caused you to get in there in the first place. And, and most of the time we find people can get out of debt. I mean, rare, I don't, I mean, it's only been a handful of times on this show that you've ever even uh, entertained the idea of giving someone advice for bankruptcy. Yeah. I, I, I don't tell people to file bankruptcy and I don't tell people to file divorce um, with the exception of uh, a situation where the wife is a punching bag because her husband's scum in that case, file divorce, get out of there. He's scum. Uh, but other than that, I don't tell people to do the stuff like this. I don't make decisions like that for you on this show. I will tell you that you should file bankruptcy about as often as you should file for a divorce, which is almost never. If you have a big fight with your wife, you don't go file for divorce. It's a, we've been through a rough patch this, this summer. You don't go file for a divorce. You work it out. You sit down with a marriage counselor. You sit down with your pastor. You read a marriage book or six, um, and you work on it, and you learn how to do it, and you fix it. And the same thing's true with your money. Now, that's from a guy that did file bankruptcy, but we fought two and a half years to keep from filing bankruptcy. They were down to, we've been sued 78 times before we filed bankruptcy. They were coming to take the furniture out of our house, and Rachel was two months old. And I decided they're not taking the baby bed. I fought this for two and a half years. I've sold everything we owned. I've done everything we could do. I took it all the way to the bottom, and then we filed for bankruptcy in September of 1988. And uh, that's what started this whole Ramsey movement, by the way, was my stupidity. So, uh, and, and I fought it all the way to the bottom. I, I now know things that I didn't know then that I could have done further. There's some techniques I could have used, some dance steps, dance moves I could have used to, uh, to delay it even further. And I might have made it through, if I'm knowing what I know now. But, um, but I didn't know. I was out of gas. And, and yours get, was all real estate. Not beat out. Yeah, it was all real estate. It oriented. wasn't consumer. But either. It, I didn't but. have any consumer debt, hardly at all. Um, I borrowed on the cars to buy houses, so I didn't have car payments, but I had car payments. But um, so, but anyway, all all that aside, you're uh, uh, Warren. You're not bankrupt. Your bankruptcy is not a technique for building wealth. It's like life insurance is not a technique for building an estate. You don't buy life insurance to leave your children something because that doesn't work. It leaves the insurance company stuff is what it does. So, no, you're, you're not bankrupt. You need to take the years to pay off the debt. As a matter of fact, you need to take months instead of years because you get six jobs. And um, the person that you become, Warren, while you fight your way through this is much more important than any mathematical equation that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. 
the toughness and the perseverance that will be required of you to work your way through this is going to make you into the man that will be able to build and manage wealth in the next chapter of your life. But this is not a, I'm just going to dust this off. Get out a free jail card. It's not, you know, that's childish. And no, you don't use bankruptcy that way. And by the way, the way the bankruptcy laws are written right now, if you've got a big income and this debt's just an inconvenience to you and you go in, you think you're going to file bankruptcy and wipe out the stuff, the the bankruptcy laws are written now where they're going to take you out of that chapter seven and put you in a chapter 13 and make you pay payments. A chapter 13 is a payment bankruptcy lasts five years, 60 months. There are formulas that the law has in place. The regulations have in place that force you to do that. There's mathematical tests and it forces you into paying payments. And so if you have the ability to pay payments and just don't want to, um, the law doesn't allow you to do that anymore. It's going to smack you upside the head and make you pay payments anyway in bankruptcy. So then you got double dumb, you got payments and you got bankruptcy. So you got absolutely no traction. You got none of your little idea worked. So no, you're not bankrupt. Yes, you need to roll up your sleeves and fight through this. Yes, you need to sell so much stuff the kids think they're next. Yes, you need to work all the time. Yes, you need to get the scissors out and place them across the credit cards and press hard repeatedly. It's called plastic surgery. You need to get out of the debt business. You've got to learn what caused you to get here and then fight your way through. It's what happened to us afterwards. Afterwards, we had to start over and we had to learn what happened so that I'm never back there again. And I'm just going to start fresh. It's not going to work, dude. The law's not going to let you, and uh, and it, you're going to miss out on who Warren would have become. Well, yeah, because you don't change, and that that's why we even are cautious when people get a lump sum of money, whether from like an insurance settlement or um, you know um, from uh, what is it when when someone passes an in, estate? No, an yeah. insurance uh, uh, um, life insurance insurance. Inheritance. That's what I was thinking of. In inheritance. inheritance. Yeah. But when people okay. call and they have a sum of money and they're like, I can go and pay off my debt. We're like, okay, that's great. Because yes, we want you debt free and yeah. you can use it. But also you have to just be careful in that when there's a sweep of something that happens that comes through. Again, you're not changing who you are and you're the one that got yourself in this position. And so the beauty of the sacrifice through all of that is you change with it so on the other end you feel the pain that you've walked through versus having one big sweep that just kind of takes care of everything so that's always even the word of caution with yeah if you're getting an insurance settlement or an inheritance or something like that just to be cautious that it's still you handling that money and if you haven't changed your money situation might not change either yeah i'll go a step further if you can pay your bills and you just refuse to that's stealing that's stealing it's unethical This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Nicholas is with us. Hi, Nicholas. How are you? Great. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. Welcome. Where do you live? York, Pennsylvania, which is a small town outside of the capital of Harrisburg. Absolutely. Welcome to Nashville. It's a bit of a haul down here. Just a little bit. <laughs> Good to have you. So how much debt have you paid? $56,610.32. Way to go. Awesome. How long did that take? 25 months. All right. And your range of income during that two years? Started at 56000 and and this year at about eighty. Wow. Good for you. What do you do for a living? 
I'm in retail management and I have a small business that I run as well. Cool. What's your business? We, uh, we sell seat inserts for race car drivers. It helps reduce the risk of spinal injury when there's a crash. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's yes. awesome. Good yes. for you. What kind of debt was the 57000 It's 44000 student loans and then 12000 business loan. Okay. All nice. right. Good for you. How old are you? 24. And no payments Good for in you. the world. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Good for you. Absolutely amazing. So tell us the story. How did all this happen and how did you get connected to Ramsey and decide to be a weird 24-year-old <laughs> with no debt? So I was in college and I was a huge personal finance nerd. So I was watching a lot of content and I know, Dave, you have a very thick skin, I'm sure, after 30 years, but it's like these people are bashing this Dave Ramsey guy. Maybe I, maybe I should check it out. So I think it's important to listen to other perspectives, and I really appreciated how you guys uh, spread the message of helping others who are struggling and, and devise a plan for, for those who are in need and, and especially in debt. So flash forward uh, shortly after graduation, not making the, uh, the smartest decisions. I had $50 in my bank account, and I was at the casino, and uh, last $400 I had, and that was my oh crap moment, you know, time to get serious and time to really buckle down and, and follow the plan. So that's what uh, that's where it all started. So it turns out the casino is not a wealth building method. It is not. <laughs> yeah. You know, the fun thing about some of those haters in our space um, is I, I've met many of them over the years and they don't really hate me. I'm just really good clickbait. Yes. <laughs> you know, so if you put Dave Ramsey in the title of your thing, it just shows up everywhere. It's just really good for your thing. So the reason they hate on me is it helps them. You know, that's why the, that's why a lot of them do it. They don't even really disagree. They just It's just easier to disagree than it is because they don't get any lift if they agree. So it doesn't help their social media presence. So anyway, all right, cool. So 57000 is paid off. You got connected to us because we were the weird ones in the space. Now you're the weird one in the space because you're debt-free. Most 24-year-olds are walking around going, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you actually had a clue, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and you look at your income and what you paid off. I'm like, you, you did a lot. You did a lot of just sacrifice. So what would you say to 24-year-olds out there that are like, oh, we just want to enjoy life and just move at the speed of whatever we want like because you, you were i mean you, you were, were on a plan on. yeah yes so i think it comes down to three things um sacrifice work ethic and vision so i went to a state school just happened to be one of the more expensive ones in pennsylvania and um so from there uh got a good degree got a good job but you know that's not always enough and i uh, wish i would have found you guys earlier in my college college years but um, so that's kind of where the work ethic comes in and really just long hours, long days, sometimes 12, 14 straight days. I was up so early sometimes uh, in my hometown, the, the lights weren't even working. It was the blinking yellow, yeah, you yeah. know, not even, not even uh, the red light, uh, yeah. yellow, green. So, yeah. but I think work ethic and then vision, you know, Dave, we had this conversation in my head like 56 times already. So uh, that was the vision that, that helped me get here today so good yeah. how does it feel oh it's incredible it's the incredible. good news about going on the road less traveled is there's no traffic and that includes six o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah with the blinking yellow light yeah. that's there's nobody there because nobody's willing to pay that price that's why there's nobody out there so you know if i get out where there's a whole bunch of people i'm worried because that means i'm in the wrong place because they're all in the wrong place i know they are so good for you man congratulations thank you what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is I think it's um, 
I think it's sacrifice, uh, work ethic, and vision. Those three mm-hmm. things, that combination yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, making sacrifices, you know, not buying the first car and, and things like that that go a long way, you know. Um, you know, everyone's on their own journey, but, you know, it, it's freeing to know that there's no more payments. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. You know. What do people in your life say as you were in this journey? Were you pretty vocal about it or did you kind of just buckle down yourself? Did you, did you get and your own haters? Uh, you know, you, you, you need your own haters, man. <laughs> um, people were very supportive. I have a very good crew here today, and I'm, I'm very appreciative and grateful that we were able to make the trip down. So, uh, you know, I think there's always haters. I'm sure you guys know that. And, um, but a lot of, lot of support. Good, yeah. good. So is this so family good. and friends or just friends? Or? Yes. So my parents, my grandmother, my cousin and his wife, and two friends. All right. Awesome. Very so good. Great. Yes. Well, that's, oh. that's perfect. That's good. That's a good support group because it is tough to do this by yourself. You can do it, but it's tough. Right. And because uh, you got to stand up because people think you're weird right. because you are weird. Normal's broke. You know, normal's lazy. Normal's out of control. Normal's chaotic. Uh, so all what, that. What are you going to do now? You're 24, no payments. You'll get your emergency fund in place, right. I'm assuming. <laughs> so beyond that, what's your, what do you want to do? Baby step 3B right now, saving for the down payment and then looking to do some travel. So obviously we're going to enjoy our Nashville weekend here Yay. and uh, some international destinations in, in the new year, which I'm looking forward to. Good Where are you going, you. do you know? Uh, Europe for a week with yeah, my buddy Tom. That's and, fun. Uh, yeah, we're going to Barcelona and London. Awesome. Ah, both good stops. Yes. You spent some time That's in so Barcelona, great. didn't you? No. no, it was outside of Madrid. Outside of Madrid. That's in right. college. Yeah, she did Back a she day. did a little uh, study abroad thing. Back in the which day. Which means I'm on vacation <laughs> and we're paying tuition. That's what that means. But yeah. Sort yeah. of. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Way That's, to go, man. I Congratulations. Know. Congratulations. Thank That's you. huge. Well done. Hey, huge. we've got uh, the Live and Give box for you. It's got the Baby Steps Millionaire's book because that's definitely where you're going my man 24 years old and already rocking it well done amazing and the total money makeover book to give away to one of those friends who wasn't sure you were crazy you'll prove it now (laughs) and of course the uh financial peace university membership if you haven't been through it go through it if you have or don't want to give it to somebody it's live and give that's what the box is for people buy it all the time to do that they take some of it and use it they um, give away part of it and so we're going to give it to you to say thanks for being here so proud of you hero thank you well done man great well job. done Appreciate it's got to feel it. studly yes thank you very much <laughs> good stuff man very cool a lot of hard work absolutely yeah the blinking yellow light man that's a thing <laughs> that's when you know you've been getting it that, that's good i like that a lot i've been there a lot most of my life so very very cool good for you all right it's nicholas york pennsylvania fifty seven thousand dollars paid off in 25 months making 56 to 80 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one i'm debt-free yeah! i love it so great rachel i've been saying for years that uh while people uh in my boomer age group have been trashing the gen z and trashing the millennials yes uh that there are ones worthy of being trashed but we also <laughs> run into the good ones oh and yeah we run into them on this debt-free stage quite often these days from 24 to 34 years old and some of them in 34 paying off their home mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff and uh they're for those of you out there you just got to know we've got two 
really good generations. Now, the media paints them with a wide brush, and as somebody lives in their mother's basement or some kind of crap, and that's just not true. I mean, you got a 24-year-old with a blinking yellow light because he's up so stinking early in the morning, busting it, getting it, paying off $57,000 worth of student loans. He's not sitting around whining, sucking his thumb, waiting on Joe Biden to fix his life. He did it. That's a Gen Z right there. And there's a bunch of them. There's a whole bunch like oh, yeah. Nicholas out there. It's not all deadbeats. They're not all off. You know, this. these are two really good generations. I got a bunch of them working here. They're good. Innovated, strong. smart, hardworking. Mission-driven. There we go. Him, Nicholas. That's it, man. Way to go, man. You're an absolute hero. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, my co-host today. This is the Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jay's in Kansas City. Hi, Jay. How are you? I am blessed. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, before I start, I want to thank you for your foundations curriculum for high schoolers and homeschoolers, because without that, I wouldn't be debt-free today. Wow. Oh, wow. Very cool. So, are you- were you a student in it or a teacher? or how did- uh, I, I took it as a homeschooled student uh, okay. years and years and years ago. Wow, Good that's for fun. you, Jay. So my question today is I'm baby step four, five, and six. I have about 120000 saved for retirement. That's across my IRA, my Roth IRA, my wife's Roth IRA, and the 401k. How old are you? And I'm uh, 30 years old. Good for you. Well done. Thank you. I feel from what I've been running the numbers with that I'm on the teetering edge of coasting financial independence, and I'm trying to best understand my plan with the end in mind, so how I'm going to turn that nest egg when I retire into income. I found on your website uh, a little article that talks about a 4 to 5% withdrawal rate, and I was trying to run the numbers around that, and I thought I was close, and then about a what was it, a month ago, George Camel released a video that said that the withdrawal rate for a 30-year time horizon should be closer to 3%. So if, if I can establish financial independence comfortably, then I was wondering if I could ease up on baby step four to pay off the house faster. Okay, I'm a little confused because I don't know what the hell George is doing doing a 3% withdrawal rate because that's absolutely wrong. I don't, I'm going to have to find out where that video is and get it taken down. Um, cause that's just wrong. You don't need to have a 3% withdrawal rate. That's ridiculous. Um, or I hope you misunderstood. I hope we didn't put out trash like that. Was it maybe, four to 5%? Like maybe, the, no, it shouldn't be four to 5%. It ought to be more than that. I mean, if you're well, making uh, 12 in good mutual funds and the S and P is average 11.8. And if inflation for the last 80 years is average 4%, if you make 12 and you need to leave 4% in there for inflation raises, that leaves you eight. So I'm perfectly comfortable drawing eight, but if you want to be a little bit conservative, seven, but sure not five or three. Well, I was trying to back check it because, you know, three to five, I thought that was a big range. And a lot of the studies I found showed. Well, there's a lot of studies that are stupid in this space. It's just wrong. Listen, man, the math I just gave you is the math. If you're making 12% and inflation is four and you leave four in there, so your nest egg grows by four, it's simple. 
eight is what's left over. So if you got a million dollars and you leave four percent in there, that's forty thousand bucks. Okay, so you now have a million forty. So the next year you get your you get a rate of return of twelve percent, eleven and a half percent on the million forty. Mm-hmm. And the next year it'll be you know a million ninety. 1.1, right? Because So your nest egg is growing by the rate of inflation, giving you a cost of living raise every year. So as long as you're doing that, you're fine. Uh, and, and so if you want to be a you, little bit conservative, maybe 5%. Would you say but there's all these goobers out there who have always put this 4% crap in the market, and I'm just irate right now that we have joined the stupidity. Why is it that stupid, though? Like, I it's just wanna... too low. It's too low because it's not realistic. You do not need to live on 4% of your money for your nest egg to survive. Yeah, even if you did a rate of and return set, of 10% and, or something. Yeah, and what it sets up is this guy now, he, he doesn't he doesn't think he's got enough money. And he's already got $120,000 and he's 30 years old and he's on a plan. He's on a plan to be very wealthy and he's worried he's going to have enough money or not. Yeah. You know, because because we people, stupid people, put out <laughs> low withdrawal rates like you, but listen, if you, you rather, okay. if you if you think you can only pull off four percent off of investments making twelve, where the flip is the other eight percent going? Well, four percent of it went to inflation. That's where it went. The other four percent is just sitting there. So you are growing your investments instead of living off of them. I'm not destroying the nest egg. I'm not even touching the nest egg. I'm growing the nest egg. By leaving four percent in there, yeah, taking eight off of a twelve. Okay, so so go rate. go a ten percent rate of return. Go a little bit more conservative with your rate of return. Go ten percent. What would you do with ten percent? Well, then four off of that, so six. Six, yeah. But I, why were you, why are you going to underinvest? Yeah, I mean, this year the S and P to date was ten percent is ten percent, and we're not even at the end of the year yet. Yeah, you know, and 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 everybody's talking about how bad the economy is, so. You know, I, most years mine have done much better than twelve, and so I'm. But wouldn't I, you? But if you can do your standard of living though, lower than what you need, like if you don't need. If you don't need it, that's fine. Yeah. Like I'm sixty-two. I'm pulling or sixty-three. I'm pulling nothing off of mine. Right. Because I don't need it. I still work. I still have an income. Right. 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 I I don't need any of it. So but, it's all just sitting. But there you growing. could do four percent. The, the, the problem is, is when you go down these stupid nerd rabbit holes in these Reddit threads with these morons who live in their mother's basement with a calculator and then you then you put that out into the dadgum community and then people go i don't have enough money it's hopeless i'll never be able to save enough to retire a million dollars should create for you an eighty thousand dollar income boys and girls so you should perpetually like if forever you should be able to pull eighty thousand forever and never destroy it now that that and so when you tell people that a million dollars creates a forty thousand dollar income, you go, oh, I've got to have two million dollars, and I can't make that. Then the, this system yeah, doesn't yeah. work. So what you're doing with this bogus math is you're stealing people's hope. That's why I'm pissed about it because it's hope stealing with super nerds that have never really done anything to start with. They don't have any investments; they just have theories. I've actually freaking got investments. My money is actually invested exactly the way I teach people to invest it. And I'm easily making 12% on my money. Easily. 
you know, average throughout yeah, a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just asinine that we do this stuff. So no, honey, you need to save 15% of your income in baby step four to you get your house paid off. When your house gets paid off, you will increase your investing ratios above that. You are not going to retire poor. Stay away from 4% withdrawal rate morons who are telling you this is the thing. So God, it's just <laughs> aggravating. So I, I Yeah. I can see the hope because ceiling. Because it I, makes people think they need $2 million yes. when they only need a $1 million. Yeah. Or it makes them think they need $8 million when they only need $4 million. Yeah. And here's the way the end of the story is this. No one ever actually ends up ever with what you thought you were going to end up with. Right. Ever. So you, you're sitting there at 30 or 29 years old and you're doing these projections which it's okay to do the projection sure sure and you project out there and you go okay i'm gonna have 1.7 million dollars at this current rate yeah but you know what you haven't factored in is between now and 35 years from now when you're 65 you're gonna run into flying monkeys wicked witches have you seen the wizard of oz you're gonna be on the yellow brick road and, sometimes and 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 Glenda, sometimes and the wonderful you're going to have witch, money drop in your hands who's great. out of nowhere. You're going to make more money than you ever need. You're going to have ruby red slippers sometimes, and sometimes you're going to have flying monkeys stealing them. And at the end of the story, you're not your little projection is not accurate. You're going to make a buzz, usually most people end up with about two x of what they thought they were going to end up with if they stay on their plan. Right, right. Because they're plan because you never you know like here. here Here's another thing. Here's what happens between 30 and 65. Your income goes up almost every freaking year. Your income goes up. I mean, you think about what people made 40 years ago as an average income. When I started this show 30 years ago, the average household income in America was 40. You know what it is now? 73. That's average. And so if you're just average, your income's going to double. And if you're actually doing these nerd calculations, you're already above average. <laughs> so, oh my God, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I tell you, the, <laughs> the financial industry and their moronic paralysis of the analysis pisses me off to no end. This is The Ramsey Show. 